The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Eyes. is the problem. You got all the questions? Okay, Sorry, listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is... It's when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Joe Biden is a dummy. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C. Senior. It's Thursday. Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Dirt from foreign countries. Dirt from foreign countries. Yes. That's the scandal of the day that we're supposed to be outraged by. Is he giving people bed bugs or what? I'm outraged! <clears throat> foreign dirt, Jack. People are getting, it's under your fingernails, it's in your bed. People it's are getting bed bugs from dirt from foreign countries? <laughs> that's exactly the story, yes. 
What is the story? It's uh, getting uh, dirt from foreign countries on your adversaries in an election campaign. And, and are uh, we for this? DJ Trump uh, just said it. I don't, yeah, I might take it. I'm not calling the FBI. It's fine. And everybody's gone crazy. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to. I, but I tell you what. I tell you what. This I just I don't know. I need counseling or or, or lithium or methadone or something. I need a drug to help me deal with the news. I am fine with reporting. That's a huge change and controversial. He disagrees with the FBI, but to say, but to not say, the Democratic Party hired a firm specifically to go get dirt from Russians. In Russia, and to leave that out, Positive Sean might appreciate this as a huge basketball fan. If the headline today was, secret footage has emerged from the NBA of Golden State Warriors players pushing Toronto Raptors players away from the hoop while rebounding, and the rules clearly state that you cannot physically contact a player. You can establish a position, but you cannot push them backwards. And so, and then people talk about it all day long. And they never mentioned every team does that, every rebound, all game long. It's just, it's making me crazy. How are people supposed to draw any reasonable conclusions from the news when they have such incredibly myopic and or intentionally biased reporting. And I'm not saying Trump is right. Another good story that would be an example of that. No matter which side you're of your you're on, you're not getting uh, you're certainly not getting the whole story. So I'm on the side of truth. Back to you. Illinois just pa- passed a well if you're listening to CNN or NBC or reading USA Today or anything like that, just passed a law strengthening maternal care. That's what they called it on I think CNN. They uh, they passed a law in Illinois to make it easier to have abortions in the third trimester. Oh, boy. and it's being reported and hailed as a strengthening abortion rights against an onslaught of right wing attempts to bring down Roe versus Wade. Illinois has strengthened the ability, made it easier to get a late term abortion, which nobody is in favor of, practically, including Democrats. Right, almost nobody's in favor of, but the media overwhelmingly not even saying what it is. You have to go to the right source and dig down to even figure out what it is. It's just strengthening maternal core. Right. M- maternal care and reproductive rights for women. Just trafficking in the Orwellian terminology. That, oh, that's right. Yeah. I've heard about those states that are trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, so thank God Illinois is standing for it, up for it. By allowing late-term abortion to be easier when... The vast majority of Democrats think that's awful. Yeah. Just that kind of reporting is... I don't know how we're going to bust through that. I don't know how, how how the republic survives. Whether it's a story you agree with the reporting or not, it's just you got to have some some entity out there has to give both sides of it when they report what's going on. Do they? I don't think so. I think for the republic to survive, they do. Uh, that's why it won't. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I hate to be such a downer to start off. That's probably our headline this morning. The republic is perishing. No, not really. Eh, we'll figure it out. Or it'll just be different. All right, I'll change say, is the only constant, Jack. And nobody wants to wake up to somebody saying this, but how can you call late-term abortion maternal care? I mean, how do you do that? How do you type those words or say it out loud? It's an astonishing exercise. It's almost like it's an exercise in a writing class. For all right, now I want you to come up with a term that's uh, the same as uh, I don't know, knife murder. 
I want you to call it uh, cutlery-related uh, blood liberation. <laughs> And it's like an exercise in a race. similar. Anyway, yeah. move on from that. Get away from it. Happy, need happy, I need happier chemicals. Yeah, in my come head. on, everybody. Kevin, hey! Kick off Just your, you know this. A kiss is still a kiss. We've never needed this before. We need transition music to get into introducing oh the squad. Oh, my gosh. And I blame myself. Michael? That's who I blame, too. We all blame you. <laughs> yeah. well, we're all in agreement. It's my fault. It is. You know, I'm looking at this article in The Atlantic. The headline... And the subhead have nothing to do with the actual conclusion of the article. So, just, I don't know, it's dizzying. I have to abandon everything. I got another great example, but I won't do it uh, here. Of I, I, I turned off one of my favorite news shows, just like, I can't believe you're doing this. Forget it. I just, I'm out. Yesterday I afternoon. I know. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing well. I got a good story for you. That, a happy story. Excellent. Here we go. This is fun. I... Over the years, my parents have uh, been very generous, and they've always bought me dinner or something. You know, they've always paid, which has been great. So last night, I thought... It you is know, great. <laughs> yeah, so I thought, I'm going to return the favor. So I called them up last night, and I say, hey, Mom and Dad, I said, would you like to go out to dinner? My treat. And there's a Mexican restaurant they love. And, they, and so this is what I hear on the phone. My mom was like, shocked. She's all, hold on just a second. And then I hear her talking to my dad, and she didn't have the phone far enough away. He's all, he never does this. He, he, I don't think he's ever, we better go or something like that. Put, <laughs> put away the chicken salad. I guess they had already started dinner. So there must put, be something wrong. Right. No, and it was just, you know, so he said. I think so he I'm, must have to tell us something important. I met him at the restaurant. We had a good time. And then my mom took a picture of me with her phone. She's all, hold, hold up that check, would you? And I said, why? And then wow. she snaps a photo and then sends wow. it off to other people. Yeah, you, you might want to offer to pay more often if it's such an occasion they have to take a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd say that's a sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was just thinking, oh, how old were you when you first paid, you know, uh, when 19, you bu- probably. 19, yes. really. And a uh, hundred <laughs> times between then and now. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess I should be ashamed of myself. Our well, little boy might, has become a man. That might be why your mom took a picture. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> I, I could have sworn I've done it at least one. Is this right. is that just amazingly well crafted sarcasm or what? That's awesome. Uh, oh, there's now you've berated uh, Michael. More bad chemicals. That's just <laughs> keeping track. Go on. That's positive, Sean. Whose smile lights up the room? How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I, I tried to pay attention to any time new world records are broken, specifically of the Guinness variety. Uh, we have a new uh, speed record. Um, now this uh, this this particular vehicle can get up to 100 miles an hour in six seconds. Now your various supercars can clearly do that much quicker. So what makes this the world record? Well, it can also cut your lawn. This lawnmower can get up to 100 miles an hour in six seconds. Made by the uh, the fine folks over there at uh, at Honda, I believe. Wow. Uh, yeah. 100 mile an hour lawnmower. And, and some people might ask, well, what does a 100 mile an hour lawnmower sound like? Well, I'm glad you asked. And the lawn's mowed. That's it. It's all done. The entire football field is now shorn to one length. Very long, thin lawn. <laughs> that would be perfect with no with no obstacles. Exactly. No trees, uh, pools. 
yeah. dog toys, etc. That's awesome. Speaking of the Guinness World Book, my kids were laying on the floor last night with the Guinness Book over in the corner of the living room, gasping and laughing about oh, yeah. various things going through the Guinness Book. It's fantastic. And the one that made it impossible for my youngest to eat dinner, he was so grossed out by the guy with the world's longest fingernails, oh, wow. he couldn't eat dinner. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Horrifying today is, uh, the, you know, yesterday is today. Indian guy. Is it the, still the same guy? I think so. Because nobody else has tried to do that disgusting, disgusting thing. <laughs> There's more disgusting and and utterly, I mean, incapacitating. He just did what are one you hand. Do? So I guess you do everything with your other hand, oh, okay. or you grow your hundred and ten. You walk fingers. around with your it's a sick curling enough. finger. Gross. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm feeling very good. Got a couple of celebrity uh, birthdays for you to consider today. Actor, comedian Tim Allen of Home Improvement and so many other things is 66. Last Man Standing, very popular show. Indeed, indeed. Tim Allen's net worth, right around $80 million. So he's doing okay. And then we come to the twin actresses, now fashion designers, Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen, the Mm -hmm. Full House twins. They're 33 today. The Olsen twins' combined net worth is now well over $400 million. Didn't one of them, uh, like... Kill Heath Ledger was on the yeah, scene or exactly. was involved or Probably somebody killed called Heath Ledger. Him. I don't know. I don't Did know it, if it was Ashley or Mary Kate. Yeah, they made money from the time they were babies, but the real money came in from their clothing line and their fashion designs. They're 33. 33. It's funny, in my mind, I still picture them hanging out together all the time. They probably don't. <laughs> like right now, they're together. They're probably not. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this is How Did It Get to Be Already? Thursday, June 13th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's straighten out the world precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Singers Katy Perry and Taylor Swift announced on social media last night that they have ended their years-long feud by posting a picture of a plate of cookies with the words, Peace at Last, written in icing. Then one of them ate the last cookie, and the feud started all over again. Mm. I saw that headline on the Today Show yesterday, and I thought, that's a thing that reaches the Today Show. Katy Perry and Taylor Swift have ended their feud. That is a, that's something. Uh, what are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, another attack on oil tankers in the Strait of Hormuz. Now, what's going on there? President Trump says he'd listen to foreign governments offering dirt on opponents. we got Bernie defying democratic socialism and get ready for plant-based nuggets. Hmm, we already get the plant-based meat, now the plant-based nuggets. Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, the nugget is merely a form of meat, Jack, a shape, a, a serving variety. We got some info on the plant-based meat, or the, uh, the what do they call it, magic meat or whatever. Um, it's, it's really taken off. Yeah. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's great. It's good. It's fine. Some really good observations. Also, later in the show, speaking of uh, email, we have uh, our Hong Kong correspondent. Come for the Hong, stay for the Kong. Fabulous information on what's really going on there, and uh, and also a troubling account of workplace discrimination. Uh oh, oh boy! All on the way in our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We used to call the first hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show the Dower Hour because it would often go uh, unreasonably dark. 
And somebody pointed out it's pronounced Doer, and that ruined it. I'm not Called I it the Doer for a while. I don't care about that, but it uh, it <laughs> it was a habit for a while. The Dower Hour, and we got away from it, but it's back today. Certainly back today. <clears throat> My fault. I heard a news story that I uh, was yeah. very unhappy with the reporting. Ooh, well, important, man. certainly an important issue. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and I brought up the whole that the news has just become ridiculous. Oh, I got a great example from my favorite news show from yesterday. I'll uh, talk about it later. Reporting on a story that is just crap. That uh, cable. Well, first of all, you just shouldn't watch cable news. It's a waste of your life. Yes, agreed. Uh, let's. See. Oh, that's right. Our freedom-loving quote of the day from perhaps you've heard of him. The adventure, the inventor of the potbelly stove, Benjamin Franklin. Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom, and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. Have that enroll in your campus, uh, in your your classes, and hold a demonstration on campus. Imagine that there can be no such thing as wisdom without freedom of thought. Well, we can't have hate speech or have people triggered or threatened. Makes you crazy. Heard from a high school teacher. It's it's completely leached into high school classes, too. In your blue states, kids are claiming to be triggered and running out of classes, and parents are angry, and and the teachers are being told, just don't make the kids angry. It's, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Moving along. Last day of school for my uh, my third grader. He's, he's, He's a... He's a bit excited. As I said yesterday, I can still get that feeling going in my body when I think about it. And I was telling my son last night, I don't think there's any days in my life I've ever been more excited or happier than the last day of school. I ought to sit around and meditate and see if I could get those brain chemicals to flow. That That's probably good for you, right? It's better than drugs. I can also conjure up the feeling of the first day of school, standing out there waiting for the bus to come to start oh, another boy. year. And that those feelings were unpleasant. Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't hate that so much, just because, you know, there are guys I liked that I hadn't seen for a long time and got to play games and such. But anyway, uh, Keith says, hey, Jack, it'd be great if you could share the info on those various books and articles and podcasts you've mentioned uh, consuming with respect to China. I've been very interested in the country as well recently. Love to take, uh, love to have more resources. I could make a quick list. Yeah, if you could throw that together, I'll bet Hanson could throw it up at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Great. Uh, let's see. Here's an apology from Tim. Dear Dr. Joe, that would be me. I recently questioned your diagnosis of one Kevin Durant, basketball player's injury. At the time, you characterized it as an Achilles tear or strain. Naturally, I scoffed at this obvious bit of quackery. The warrior said it was merely a mild calf strain, but oh my God, now look, the warrior's big man has an Achilles tear, uh, thus forcing me to admit that you, Dr. Joe, are some sort of medical savant who can intuit the future. Are you from another dimension, here to lead us out of the medical wilderness? Will my back pain ever improve? Will Marshall reach his goal of 10 push-ups? No. Did you see Not the, all of the above. Did you see the video I tweeted out that's making the rounds of the close-in slow-mo of Durant's Achilles when it snaps? No. Oh. Well, wait a minute. It snapped? It you, can see, like, the, you can see the muscle kind of ripple in so his he, calf. So he steps, oh, yeah. and then yeah. his whole his leg just goes, just, like his whole leg shutters. It just goes, boom. Yeah. Like a bungee right cord collapsing. And then yeah. Yeah, you see the wave go up his leg. It's, yeah. Oh, it's rough to see. Yeah. Oh, and boy. so, yeah, they announced that yesterday, and he's probably not going to play for a year, and whether or not he'll ever be the same, nobody knows. Yeah. I, I would like to say to that emailer, though, much like Sherlock Holmes did not have some sort of magical gift or some sort of cosmic relation to those past, he simply observed 
observed that which was around him and through knowledge and expertise and training and wisdom, you too exactly. can intuit these things that, clean, that was, seem to be uh, some sort of future guessing. It was deduction, my wordy friend. Deduction. Let's see. How much time do we have? Ah, here's a question from Jonathan. With all these uh, these advancements in technology, how long before the President of the United States only makes uh, public appearances as a hologram? Eventually, between deep fake, holograms, artificial intelligence, one of the major parties is going to run an artificial candidate who's programmed with correct algorithms to win the national election. It's an amalgamation of several of your favorite people. Yeah, that'll happen. Marshall's News next. Armstrong and Getty. So there are still oil tankers smoking in the Gulf, yep. and nobody's exactly sure why, what happened there. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, two tankers in the Gulf of Oman near the strategic Strait of Hormuz were reportedly attacked today, according to the U.S. Navy. One is adrift and on fire, and uh, the other, apparently a number of the uh, crew had to be rescued. This coming amid heightened tensions between Washington and Tehran in a high-stakes visit by the Japanese Prime Minister to Iran going on right now. One of the ships was a Japanese tanker. One of the tankers reportedly was hit twice in three hours, and there are reports the other was hit by a torpedo. Yeah, they aren't, nobody's saying for certain how they were hit. Nobody's Nobody knows who hit them. Right. Well, look, I've been harshly, harshly critical of, of the mullahs in Iran, the Revolutionary Guard, and the whole regime. But... I'm being asked to believe that the Iranians hit a Japanese tanker while the Japanese prime minister was in their country for a high state visit? Are you being asked to believe that? Is somebody saying that? Well, that's, yeah, fingers are being pointed at Iran. The Iranian, Iranian proxies. The, the, I haven't come across those stories, so the stories I've read, they haven't had any conclusion whatsoever. But the Iranian foreign minister said, suspicious doesn't begin to describe I, the incident. Yeah, I would agree. Something odd is going but who, on. Who's, who's behind it and for what reason? I don't know. It could just be Al-Qaeda types just to cause mayhem. I mean, you know, that crowd just wants misery. Well, it could be uh, the UAE. It could be uh, the AFL-CIO. I don't, I don't know, man. There's all sorts of hijinks going on in the Middle East right now, and everybody's trying to get everybody to hate the people they hate and join their proxy battle against the other guy's proxy battle and the rest of it. I, I'm, I'm back to wanting to nuke it and turn it into a parking lot. Wow. That's a bringing, that's an old school uh, attitude. That goes back to after 9-11. Yeah, I'm telling nuke you. the whole thing. Turn it to glass. All right. Make it a, a parking lot for Europe. Yeah, listen, we got extra parking over the Mediterranean. Just head there, take a left, you'll find it. <laughs> President Trump says he would have no problem listening to foreign governments that offered him dirt on political opponents. Now, Trump was explaining his thinking in an interview with ABC's George Stephanopoulos. Your campaign this time, Brad, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on opponents, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. 
When asked by Stephanopoulos whether his son, Donald Trump Jr., should have accepted a June 2016 meeting with a Russian lawyer offering negative information about Hillary Clinton and whether he should have gone ahead and told the FBI. This is somebody that said, we have information on your opponent. Oh, let me call the FBI. Give me a break. Life doesn't work that The FBI director says that's what should happen. The FBI director is wrong. Now, as Joe Getty points out, remember, it was the Democrats who went to Russia to try and dig up dirt on Donald Trump during the last election. And talked and talked to Russian operatives and yes. compiled that dossier. Yes. I, I don't completely understand what the difference is. They didn't wait for a foreign country to call. They sent their people to it to find the dirt from those Russian nationals. And look, if it's illegal, it's illegal. Or if it's unethical, let's all talk about it. But can we not make it a a huge partisan thing? 2020 hopeful Bernie Sanders making his case for democratic socialism. He was speaking at George Washington University yesterday. Sanders explaining. Democratic socialism means to me requiring and achieving political and economic freedom in every community in this country. Sanders insists That is a ridiculous twisting of the meaning of words. I mean, when somebody starts with a, a, a phraseology that dishonest, how can you hang with them? Take them seriously. Economic freedom, you mean... Well, they say, well, you don't have freedom unless you have the money to buy stuff. Then you have the freedom to have housing. Look, don't. If you want to say enough money to get a house, say enough money to get a house. Don't say housing freedom. Makes me crazy. Sanders insisting economic inequality in America is now the worst it's been since the 1920s. About half of our country lives paycheck to paycheck, as tens of millions of our people are an accident, a divorce, a sickness, or a layoff away from economic devastation. Well, we should talk more about this later. It's an interesting topic. Chicken company Tyson Foods is coming out with a plant-based nugget. The nation's biggest meat producer saying it'll debut its plant-based nuggets this summer as part of a new brand. They're calling it Tyson's Raised and Rooted brand. Is there something driving this? Uh, All these different um, uh, fast food outlets that are trying the non-meat meat meat and uh, the plant-based nuggets, what's driving this? Uh, well, uh, this is from a, a report uh, from the consultancy thing that I'm not familiar with, but they say by the year 2040, 60% of meat will, will come not from dead animals, but rather will either be grown in vats or replaced by plant-based products that look and taste like meat. I understand why environmentalists are pushing yeah. for this and everything like that, but why is Burger King getting on board in McDonald's? Is it cheaper for them to make this stuff? Or no, I doubt it. Not at this point. Uh, health concerns, probably? I, Growing I, uh, desire for meat-free diet. I don't think it's health on in terms of the what the individual is eating and putting into their body. There aren't they aren't that different health wise in terms of calories, protein, stuff like that. There's certain fat things that are a little different. I think it's the factory farming aspect of it. It's the possibly yeah. the the cruelty to animals, right? Maybe we don't need to kill animals for our proteins. Uh, I think some of that's behind it, but a lot of it is just the whole factory farming thing. I think is being viewed as unsustainable. Hmm. Well, the fact that they yeah. think red meat, uh, more red meat, leads to more colon cancer, for instance. I mean, that's. I think people are aware of that. Yeah. Warriors are going to look to avoid elimination tonight. They're hosting the Toronto Raptors in Game Six of the NBA Finals, and on the ice in Boston for the first time in their history, the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. 
Hey, check out the Bruins 4-1 in Game 7 of the final in Boston. Then during the post-game interview, Blue star Ryan O'Reilly dropped an F-bomb. You know, once we got that lead, we knew we were going to f***ing get it. You know? it was, sorry, I'm, I'm so amped up. I'm so sorry. We just we knew. The boys are so I've heard that word in hockey before. Sorry, I'm terribly sorry. Okay. I apologize. Hockey players. That's, uh, that's and you beautiful. Can't have, you can't have that on television. A uh, plucky young Canadian man drops an F-bomb and is truly chagrined and apologetic. Ooh, that's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's fine, young man. Did you know, it's, I wish I'd been more into this story, because it's kind of a cool story. They got this uh, the hapless rookie goaltender or something who ended up being the, the best in the league. and They had the worst record in the league earlier in the season, and then things just sort of started to click. And they reeled off 11 wins in a row, and they're like, wow, I thought we sucked, but we're kind of good. And they just kept winning and winning, and then, you know, they play tough, grinded out hockey. Lightning All in a school. bottle, Joe. All school hockey. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's great. And so the worst record in the league and win the championship. So I guess uh, San Francisco Giants fans, there's, uh, there's hope. Hey, Giants fans, there's no hope. There you go. That's your news. Not Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I do want to talk about one of the most reported stories yesterday, and how it's completely stupid. And and the the media, we just need to shut it down. We need to we need to shut down the media and start over and come up with a new idea uh, for how we're going to handle information. Just the the current one is not working. So what we need is emergency powers, emergency dictatorial powers, for a short period. Then we will fully reinstate the First Amendment. But we will first fundamentally restructure our nation's media. You have to earn the First Amendment. That's what I'm going to go with. Does that sound uh, like something a dictator would do? I don't think that could go wrong at all. (laughs) No. Oh, boy. The the specifics of why the people in Hong Kong are so worried about this new extradition of mainland China law are chilling. Really? And and just a brilliant example of how uh, dictatorial governments work. So oil is up with those tankers smoking there yep. in the uh, Gulf, and nobody knows how they were attacked or who attacked them and for what purpose. So that's uh, it's a lot of mystery right there. Um, stay tuned. We might have it unraveled by the end of the show, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Among the things we'll talk about on the Armstrong and Getty Show today, do you have a work spouse? Most Americans do. What is that? What is the hot Isn't drink? Is that illegal? What is the hot <laughs> drink for summer? Do you consummate it right there at, what, on the desk or in the lunchroom or what? Drinks, I have many questions. Drinks come and go uh, in fashion like clothes and music. And what's the hot drink of the summer? Oh, you don't drink bloody blah? No. You really should drink some. Oh, I got boy. that for you in a minute. Oh, so boy. Stay tuned for all that. I'm getting way too bitter <laughs> for the cutesy news. <laughs> Work spouses and the drink of the summer. And I just saw on the TV, Baby Shark goes on tour. <laughs> Great. So what? <laughs> uh, it's, 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 oh boy! This is the bitter years. <laughs> this, these are the bitter years. Wow. Oh boy. Oh, so golly. much in the cable news all day long yesterday. And uh, speaking of being bitter, this is this is one of the top stories all day long. And uh, we didn't cover it yesterday because it's stupid. And then I even mentioned after the show, why doesn't somebody get in Trump's ear and say? 
instead of responding to poll numbers are out, say, hey, any polls of how you're doing against an unnamed Democrat, those are stupid polls. Don't respond to them. Right. Point out how they're always so flawed. So anyway, I'm watching my favorite news show on Fox, Brett Bear's show, which I love. And they get it. They lead their panel with a discussion of those polls, even after he points out. By the way, so the the, the polls came out yesterday that showed Trump is trailing uh, Biden in uh, in in Texas, and he's trailing an un you know whatever Democrat in these seven states or whatever. It, it, I mean, nothing could be more meaningless. So Brett Bear puts up on the screen: Ronald Reagan was down nine points to Walter Mondale at this time in 1983. He won 49 states, by the way, Reagan in that election. He was down nine points. Uh, Bill Clinton was losing to Bob Dole. H.W. Bush was 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 uh, beating the de- the unnamed Democratic candidate and ended up losing. And Barack Obama was losing to an unnamed candidate and then won. So all your information you just put on the screen says that this is stupid. Right. And then they discussed for a, for for five minutes the polls that are out that show Donald Trump's behind. Man, if you're so going to take a serious look at those poll numbers, it's kind of a... Indication of uh, the other guy will win. I yeah, mean, if you were going to draw a conclusion, and there's no point, but if you no. were going to use the data for drawing a conclusion, yeah. it would be that Trump's a, a, a lock. But it just, I, I, I don't know what we're doing. If my favorite news shows are going to say, here's a, we, we've got the backup data to show this is meaningless, now let's discuss for five minutes these new numbers that are right. right. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's newsotainment. I guess people who have an interest in that sort of thing will listen to that sort of talk. And the fact that you are misleading people, and or it's just crap, that just must not bother them. But, you know, that's why Hunter Thompson said TV is such a shallow money trench where good men die like dogs for no good reason. It's just so incredibly competitive. You can't get hung up on what's true or what people ought to hear or, you know, there's just... Well, the key, I think the key is to get away from the daily. There doesn't have to be a new story to talk about every day. There doesn't have to be. So I turned that off and I went to a, 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 a C-SPAN show that I recorded from the weekend with Jonah Goldberg and George Will discussing George Will's new book about the history of conservatism and socialism. Those are long-term, fantastic issues to discuss. That's what the media should be doing more of. Right, right. Unless, here's a daily scandal of something. It's gossip. Nobody's going to remember tomorrow, let alone a week from now. Right. Fact-based gossip. You know, I flipped on MSNBC this morning, and they're going on and on about the, and you're going to think I'm making this up, about the Donald Trump Jr. meeting in Trump Tower with the Russian uh, lawyer gal, and how obviously that was clearly uh, treasonous, and then the investigation should continue, and and there was Russian collusion, and we got to go for uh, impeachment. And I just on a lot of this stuff, my attitude is: if you think that's important, go ahead and do it. And then tell me when you're ready. It's like, you know, it's a, you've got a subordinate you trust. You, you, you tell them, okay, great, bring me the report, you know, in police work. All right, go talk to the witnesses and let me know. But quit telling me about it until you got something to tell me. Just shut up. So anyway, speaking of the uh, awful misleading media, I thought this was wild. It sucked me in. You know, we're on a constant quest to bring you something interesting in the morning that actually matters and or is amusing or whatever. Um, and I see this headline in the Atlantic. Are McMansions making people any happier? Homes have gotten bigger, but Americans aren't any more pleased with the extra space. Well, I thought, wow, that's that's interesting. I remember when I was looking for my first modern home, and I was bothered by 
they all had this big entryway thing that took up a lot of space, but yeah. there, you weren't going to do anything with it. Right. You're not going to sit there. You're not going to play there. You're not going to do anything. It's just a bunch of square footage. You're going to heat and air condition. And, and that's a thing. I don't even know what it is. Entry. You got to have for it. what? I don't know. Doesn't mean D to me. I'll well, tell we, you that. Yeah, we've got that in our what? upstairs as well. This like big area. And I'm like, why would anybody design a house like this? But there it is. Anyway, uh, but the in 1973, the median size of a newly built house in the United States was just over 1,500 square feet. 1,500 in 73. And people were raising kids back then. Right. Yeah. That. Well, yeah, actually, that's one of the uh, parts of the article that isn't horse crap. But um, the figure reached nearly 2,500 feet in 2015. So from 73 to 2015, it increased by 1,000 square feet. And, you know, that's, what is that, about 80% bigger from 1,525? That's a lot. Yeah, and that combined with the drop in the average number of people per household. So the number of square feet per person went from 507 to 971 four decades later, almost doubled, which I thought was really interesting. But according to a recent paper, Americans aren't getting any happier with their bigger homes. Well, it turns out that the point of this article is way, way, way more interesting than that. It is a recap of the classic study that we, you know, we talked about quite a bit when it came out that if you ask a person who's making $100,000, whether they're comfortable with their living, if they live next to somebody making $80,000, the vast majority of them will say, yes, I am. And if they're living next door to somebody making 120, the vast majority of them will say, I am not comfortable with my living. Not at all. So it's all just comparing to your neighbor. It's all comparison, and and indeed, which is a something you should fight. Everybody should fight that in themselves. Well, it's a recipe for never being happy. According to the slacker philosopher Positive Sean, comparison is the thief of joy. Anyway, so once you get past the utterly mis well the the it's not utterly misleading. It's just. It's just a tangential point, headline and subhead. Then you get into the really interesting part of this, um, that it's all about one upsmanship, that if if people live in the not biggest house on their block, they don't think their house is big enough. If they do live on the biggest big in live in the biggest house or like the second biggest, because they think, oh yeah, it absolutely is. But if you put that same square footage on the next block where the houses are smaller or whatever, you get the opposite result. Isn't that just crazy interesting about human beings? Yeah. We are driven so hard. Oh, another great study. I, you know, we should have posted this video. I will rewatched it the other day. It's that famous study where they got a couple of monkeys. They train them to press the button. You press the button, you get a raisin. You get a raisin? Yeah. Or it might have been a nut. Doesn't matter. I'm not walking across the room for a raisin. I love raisins. Well, they're fine, but Well, all you gotta do is press the button. For a raisin. Yeah! But you can press it ten times and get ten raisins. The study's not about raisins, Jack. (laughs) Joe, go ahead. Jesus! Yeah, but you're you raisin monkey. Anyway, so... So these monkeys are happy as can be, pressing the button and getting their... It might have been a peanut, come to think of it. So you press the button, you get a peanut, you're thinking, this is great. These suckers, man, they're overpaying. I press this button for free. It's raining peanuts in here. (laughs) So these monkeys are happy as can be. Then the researcher, monkey A, presses the button, gets a peanut. Monkey B presses the button, they give him a big, juicy green grape. Monkey B is pretty happy. 
Monkey A, getting the same thing he's always gotten, goes to quote the St. Louis Blues, effing ape poo. Monkey A, seeing his buddy get a grape, goes crazy that he's just getting a peanut. I think, you know, one of the best sermons I ever heard was about lust. It's about lust for everything. House size, money, sex, car, status, the rest of it. I think that's the only thing people ought to think about all day long to try to be happy. The original monkey takes the the peanut, throws it back at the scientist, grabs his cage, starts shaking. Like, he goes insane. He wants to fight the scientist. Wow. Yeah. This this might be the most important economic principle that exists on Earth. And psychological. I swear we ought to meditate on this all day long and try to figure out what's going on in our crazy, crazy heads. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.